So this morning, I want to share a few thoughts, um, in particular, on the gospel lesson today, and in particular, um, on a particular phrase that Jesus said. Now, on the night that Jesus was betrayed and arrested, he gathered with his disciples for what we call the Last Supper. It was during that gathering that he made a very special promise to them, and it's echoed in today's gospel lesson. On that night that he gathered for the Last Supper, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That's in John 14 at verse 27. I think we have a lot of, oftentimes have a lot of difficulty with this because we're so tied to the world and, and so we rely on the world, even though we may not admit it, we rely on the world more than on God for what we need. But the peace that's offered by the world is very different from the peace that Jesus offers. Jesus gives us peace of mind by teaching us to live by God's truth. He, he enables us to live at peace with others through unconditional love and complete forgiveness and total reconciliation. And he enables us to live at peace with God by his own death, the death on the cross as payment for the sins of mankind. The Bible tells us that sin, it separates us from God. It creates a barrier between that in that relationship but that God made a way for our relationship with him to be restored, a way for us to once again be at one with God. And that way is by the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The peace that Jesus gives is true peace. It's peace with God, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, in Jesus's day, the word peace, it meant so much more than it means today. 2,000 years ago, peace meant wholeness, wholeness of mind, wholeness of body, wholeness of spirit. It meant completeness. And each time we pray the prayers of the people or what, was, what we also call the prayers for the whole state of Christ's church, we're not praying for the whole church. That's not what the word we are, but that's not what the whole state of Christ's church means. It means that we're praying for wholeness in the church, that the state of the church would be whole. Wholeness, completeness within the body of Christ. We're praying that the church would be physically, emotionally, and spiritually whole and at peace. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus appeared to his disciples on the evening of the very day that he rose from the dead, the evening of the first Easter Sunday. And many of his disciples, they will huddle together in what we call the upper room, unsure of what to do next. Just seven days earlier, they'd been filled with such joy and excitement as they entered into Jerusalem with their Lord, Jesus. He rode into the city, remember, like a king, seated on a donkey, and the crowd cheered with excitement while waving those palm branches. Then they rolled out a royal carpet made of palms and their cloaks. They and Jesus, they were, they were greeted as if they were big time celebrities. And then just a few days later on Monday, Thursday, they shared in the breaking of bread when Christ gave us the Holy Eucharist. And then after supper, he washed their feet and he instructed them to be a servant to others. 
All that happened in the very same room that they were in now, the upper room. It was an extremely calm and peaceful and spirit-filled evening that Thursday. Peace I leave with you and my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled and neither let them be afraid. Those words were so powerful that incredible Thursday night. But then, just a few short hours later, out in the garden in Gethsemane, Judas came with the temple police and they arrested Jesus and they beat him. And one thing led to another. And after just a few more short hours, the Lord was nailed to the cross to die. And he did die. And later he was taken down from the cross and he was buried in, in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb, which was cut out of the rock. And the church at that point was shattered to pieces, was also scattered as shock and fear took hold. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. Those words must have seemed so distant now, so foreign. Peace was probably the very last thing that those men and women felt inside after they ran and hid out of fear when Jesus was arrested. But now, on this night, the evening of that first Easter Sunday, Jesus appears to them in the upper room and he once again, again offers them his peace, his wholeness, his completeness. He breathed on them, the scripture said, and they received his peace. After receiving that peace, they became fearless evangelists, even in the face of death. And Jesus commissioned these people who, were, who had received the peace of God to go and to share that peace with others. And that same commission, it applies to each one of us today. Every believer is commissioned in the same way. Jesus commissions each one of us to go and, and to spread the word around the world that's around us. Just as he did with the apostles, he sends us out into the world to spread the good news of peace and salvation through Christ. He's breathed on us, and he's given us God's Holy Spirit to help us to minister to others as we share his peace with them. Jesus told his disciples a little bit later, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. See, God's Holy Spirit, he'll take care of convicting the world of sin. God will be the judge of their sin. That's not our job. All we have to do is to be living witnesses that sinners can truly have peace with God through death and resurrection of his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Like I said, the Holy Spirit, he'll convict the others of their sins. We don't need to do that. Our job is to tell others about the saving grace of God through Christ. Our job is to let others know that we too are sinners and that all sinners can be forgiven and can be at peace with God through Jesus Christ because of his sacrifice on the cross. You know, every one of the apostles, those closest friends of Jesus that he handpicked, every one except for John was martyred or killed for teaching the good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But the resurrection of Jesus was the reason 
why the disciples who feared death before, they were now able to face death without fear. The peace of God, that's what sustained them. And the peace of God needs to be shared with others by every Christian. Now we, you and I, we weren't there with Jesus 2,000 years ago. We didn't see him die on the cross and, and rise again. But the offer of peace with God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it's available to every single human being on the face of this planet and for all time. Many times we, we make the mistake of thinking that Jesus' disciples, that they were somehow perfect believers. They never questioned their faith. But we have to remember that those disciples 2,000 years ago were just as skeptical, just as human as we are today. They needed tangible proof to believe that Jesus' death was more than just some cruel joke, that his death brought mankind peace with God. The difference between them and us is that they had a big advantage. They saw Jesus crucified. They saw him die. They saw him buried. And then they saw him alive again, and three days later, they saw his nail-scarred nail hands and his pierced side, and they talked with him, and they ate with him, and they shared in the breaking of bread with him. This peace be with you, it's a Christian greeting. You know, when a priest comes to bless someone's house as he enters the house, he says, peace be to this house and to all who dwell in it. When we're able to gather together for in-person worship to celebrate Holy Communion, the end of the service, the, the deacon or priest sends us off with the words, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. It's the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It's the peace of God that makes us as individuals and as a family whole in mind, body, and spirit. It's the peace of God that the world yearns for. It is true peace, and we can only get that true peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. My brothers and sisters in Christ, the good news is that everyone can receive that same peace. We have to understand and we have to accept this so that we can allow Christ's peace to permeate our lives. We need to be able to allow ourselves to be filled with his peace each and every minute of our lives. It's what he wants for us. It's what he wants for his church. So spread the good news of Christ. Spread the good news of his peace and of his salvation. The Lord is risen and he reminds us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.